G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. On a, an overcast Tuesday morning, the T20 World Cup is here at First Stadium tonight. You'll hear all the action on SEN and all the platforms. Scotty Cummings is in the house and a very big show after Ross Lyon was officially appointed coach of St Kilda. Good morning. Hi there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, apparently he was. Yeah, there's so many clips of Ross Lyon going around. Good ones, bad ones. Uh, it's an interesting take. They're under a bit of pressure, I reckon, St Kilda, and so is Ross, but I don't think he sees it that way. Four-year deal for, for Ross Lyon. We'll be speaking with Justin Kaczynski, who is uh, one of the former players that loved Ross and, and probably when you look back at the sort of six to eight blokes that he really loved, uh, Brennan Goddard, Del Santo, Montagna, really? Revolt, Kaczynski, Stephen Milne. Uh, there's no love. There's so much love for Ross, and so they're pleased to have him back. And Jason Blake, who's on the board of St Kilda. So well, the big G as well. The big G is a, is, a, is a rap for him and was coached by him and then retired and then a few months later came back mm. um, because Ross Lyon, he said he probably wouldn't have gone back for anyone else but mm. went back for Ross Lyon. So the players that have being coached by him in that era at St Kilda, they all love him. Mm. Well, the eight, the, the eight to nine. Well, no, well, that's it's a well, it's a fair point because anyone outside twenty two doesn't love the coach. <laughs> They're not getting a game. I but. think it runs deeper than the twenty two. Runs. Uh, I don't think there's twenty two St Kilda players at that time. You, you're a St Kilda man. Yeah. You're not overly buoyed by this, are you? I'm not buoyed. Everyone tells me he's such a great coach. Everyone, everyone. Everyone that you hear, fantastic. David Mundy, when David Mundy speaks, I listen. Yep. David Mundy says that Ross Lyon was a, a brilliant uh, tactician and his, uh, his work ethic and to get things, that's great. David Mundy also had 10 years on most players that he was coaching. I, Correct on the my, list. My concern for, my, no, I don't even have a concern because it, it doesn't matter what I think. But I I'm, I'm just not sold on the person. Yeah, I'm not sold on Ross, and I never was when he came to WA. I think there was a um, he 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 drove a wedge between. I said the media because I know people are going to say, "Oh, who cares about the media thing?" But the media is a mouthpiece for the football club and the industry. And Ross Ross is a good one. I think Ross um, is very good at muddying waters and making statements, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but actually not being challenged on them. And I didn't do a lot of. Uh, out in the field reporting during that time. I was presenting. Oh, you so above that then. Yeah. I sent out the minions. Lockie would go out, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and all the reporters would go out. Yep. And sometimes, and they would come back, not, not something shell-shocked, but they'd some initially you'd come back and you'd go, oh, that's funny. And the Eastern States guys who just, uh, you know, just love Ross and all, they'd just go, oh, isn't he so funny? Didn't he put him back in his spot? And I, and I think that's not your job, mate. Your mm. job's to coach premierships and you haven't done that. So so I was here for his first game in WA and I was here for his last and he didn't win a flag in that time. He left with the team at rock bottom at Fremantle. They were poor in the last four years of his coaching. Don't worry about that. They were poor. Yeah. They're four 
Paul was huge. He had his own issues. Put that aside. All that stuff involving the lady at Fremantle Football Club that has been um, there's been a well documented. Um, today. Was been well documented. Yes, the West have gone hard today. That's that, that that's for him to handle. That's not for me to worry about. But he didn't leave Fremantle on good terms. And when you speak to people at Fremantle, including players, they were not happy with him leaving. It is great that he's got another opportunity at a club that he clearly loves more than 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 he really led on. Um, he's back. All is forgiven on his departure. Everyone keeps saying, oh, it was at the time was the board's fault, Michael Nettlefold's fault. They didn't lock him away. He had to give three months' notice. I get all that. But speak to Mark Harvey about that or speak to, um, I think Craig Kelly was his manager at the time. <laughs> well, you thought he was. Well, you know, so there's a whole lot of people who have been affected by his original departure. He's come back. St Kilda have not done their due diligence in regards to getting the best available. They They've gone after one process. man. They just, They've gone after one yeah. man. And, yeah, they had lots of long meetings, that sort of thing. Well, I'll ask you this question. There's undoubtedly he has to change his approach this time around. Does he? Has to. Will he? That's my question to you. Will he? Will we see no a different – will we see a softer Ross Lyon? Will we see a more approachable – um, it seems as though he made a very big point, Scott, yesterday in his press conference that he will empower the assistant coaches yes. um, to, to have more and he'd take a more of a back seat, which is, seems to be the the need and the way of the modern coach, yeah. which he never did before. Have a look at his time at St Kilda and have a look at the coaches' box sometimes. There was sometimes only one assistant coach in the box. Well, he was known to chew through assistant coaches. But, but we, I've seen this with Nathan Buckley, right? And Bucks is... A driven human being. Mm-hmm. He, he is, I want things done, and if I need something done, I'm going to do it myself. And he would micromanaged a, a lot at Collingwood. He would go into line meetings and interrupt the line coach, and, and he wanted to be across everything. And the one year that he was the most successful, the closest he came to a, a premiership, obviously against the Eagles in, in 2018, was after a review done by, by Peter Murphy, and he did a review and basically said, Bucks, you have to change this, 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 and this. And you have to be, you have to delegate more and you have to let things, let people do their jobs more and you need to take a back seat occasionally. And he did all that and the place became a bit more fun and they got so, so close. And then it, that person, that person who was so driven and, and so self-motivated, they always revert back to what they feel best under pressure. So my question is, can Ross Lyon sustain this different approach uh, as he's saying he's going to do. He spoke to Gary and Kane this morning on SEN Melbourne uh, Breakfast. Now, there's some fairly lengthy grabs that he spoke about. I want to play this one. Uh, Simon Lethlane was in the press conference yesterday, first and foremost. He was asked about Ross Lyon's alleged uh, harassment uh, harassment settlement at Freeman. Have a listen. Well, Ross and I had lots of conversations about lots of stuff. I mean, we've got full trust and faith in Ross, support his family, the AFL, looking at that matter at the time, and, and quite comfortable as well. So we go forward with strong faith and trust in Ross and look forward to working with him. So, so St Kilda have said basically nothing to see here. Um, you know, the, the payment, the, and there was a payment um, by Fremantle to that staff member to make sure, you know, and there was some, they've agreed that it would not to be discussed again out of respect for both parties. So basically it's um, nothing to see. It's been pushed under the rug and, and we move on. Andrew Bassett was also asked, and he's the president of St Kilda. He was asked who they else they interviewed for the job. Oh, we, look, we checked. We don't want to get into details in relation to other coaches. I mean, there were contingencies if Ross didn't work out, but no, no one else was interviewed, correct? So there you go. Um, that, so they were the big issues. One, 
Have they moved on and are they, are they confident the alleged harassment claim will be uh, forgotten about and will that resurface? The West Australian are very, very bullish about it in today's paper. Well, it will never be forgotten about because you can't yeah, be. No, you can't. Um, but uh, will it resurface? Well, legally, I don't believe it can. And Andrew Bassett, so they basically said they only spoke to Ross after they got rid of... There's no way in the world I believe that. <laughs> no, it's not true. There's it's not no true. way in the no. world I believe So they've told a fib right there, but that's the second You're load a of... a liar! Yeah, that's the, second, <laughs> that's the second load of language in AFL. Uh, we're going to hear from Gary, uh, from Gary Lyon this morning. He asked a question in regards to St Kilda being disrespected and what Ross Lyon meant about that. Here's Ross Lyon talking to Gary this morning. Yeah, um, not yesterday, but a couple of days before you spoke about the fact that you, you thought that the club had been, I don't know, your exact words, were, were disrespected or, uh, yeah, the, they had the standing... Yeah, I didn't like the narrative around them. Well, so explain that yeah, to yeah, us. I didn't like the narrative. Oh, well, even I was at a really after grand final with the September club, I'm, I'm standing with Rewild. And I'll just put a... There was, there was a lot of talk about Nick and his influence in this. The first time I spoke to Nick was as I was late, late middle of this week and he rang from Texas. So he was like, oh my God, you know. So mm. I knew he always wanted me to coach and those things, but there's no fingerprints from my end with Nick Rewell on this. So I think I'm going to make that really clear. I almost wanted to chirp up at the press conference, you know. So, But, you know, you know that stat. I'm standing there with a group of people and, you know, the bloke walks up. Or you know the stat of, you know, Dangerfield and St Kilda. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, oh, you know. Dangerfield's played as many finals as St Kilda has in its history or something. I was like, I'm going to piss off. <laughs> so, uh, just, you know, so, excuse the language, but I was like, it really irked me. And then there's a little bit they're irrelevant. I don't know. I just think, like, they live almost in the best part of Melbourne and I'm biased Bayside. They've got an incredible facility. They've been in grand finals in the recent past. Um, they've produced great players. They've got 60,000 members. They've got great sponsors like RCA and, and those type of things. And I think, I think they've got a lot going for them. You know, when I was like, why would the guy go to St Kilda? I remember the classifier. I said, the Lordy, well, why wouldn't he go? <laughs> Whatever they got, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you've probably shackled up with, had your shackles up with Melbourne over the time because you, you know the quality of the place and the history of the place. So that's what I was talking about there. So, hmm. I mean, you can stand there and defend it or you can get in and try and do something and put your, roll your sleeves up. Well before the showdown. Here we go. Ross Lyon right there. Ross Lyon is... Uh Got some uh, stories to tell because we are hearing a lot of stuff and we heard it from Mitch Cleary saying that, you know, Ross Lyon has said, and we just heard it then, and he spoke to uh, Nick Revolt early, only the middle of this week. Well, today's only Tuesday. Dude, I've anyway, lost me days. I've lost me days. <laughs> anyway, so, and, but Andrew Bassett said, well, no, he had spoken to Nick Revolt. So, look, there's a whole many, uh, I don't even know what the truth is, but the fact is he's got a four-year deal. He's yep. there to resurrect St Kilda. Let's hope he gets the job done. We're going to hear from Justin Kaczynski a little later. We're also going to hear from um, our man, Corey Homicide-Williams, after 6.30. Oh. And I have Are you a... okay? No, I'm nervous. I've had a couple of run-ins with him in Melbourne. but um... He has mellowed. He was the shock jock, NBL shock jock. But I think I think if you listen to his assessment, he's not he, – he, he, He's a bit ballsy, but he's, he gets it, he gets it right more often than not. He, I reckon he'll challenge the Wildcats today, like Brilliant. big time. He might challenge you. Yeah, well, that's not me. Yeah, I... yeah, your friends, you do? Yeah, yeah. No. 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 
No, we're not. <laughs> and Mitch Marsh is going to join us. Now, Does he ring you ever? Um, he messages through Chris, our producer, <laughs> right. and the, the messaging was, tell look Goss. out, tell Goss, look out, I'm ready. Oh. And be ready. So I, I look yeah. forward to seeing what he had to say. Yeah, hey, I've burnt, seen him in Perth. He's not that big, mate. I, I can't believe I, take I, him. I arrived here this morning. I don't know about you. When you arrived, did you notice the lights were on here at yes. the stadium? Yes. But, and it wasn't just the lights <clears> to shine on the grass. And you know what? I'm, and the first thing I thought of was, oh, Pat Cummins is going to be Pissed. <laughs> like Phoenix and the lights are on, and obviously he, um, obviously he rode over here as well because he wouldn't have got on a plane. Um, he's so concerned. About All righty, I get you. I get it. Don't forget. <laughs> Why are the lights on, Mitch? Because Mitch Marsh, I reckon, was training. Because I, I've already chatted with Mitch Marsh uh, prior to you yeah. arriving here today. I missed that. Yeah, it's okay. Mitch Marsh and I have had a, a quick chat. We'll play that after seven thirty. And don't forget, KO has every match of the World Cup ad break free in play. Watch it exclusive to Fox Cricket, available on KO. Um, and we are reliably informed. And thank you to everyone who's tuning in. Uh, I know the people on six five seven AM are hearing us loud and clear, but not so on the SENW app. Mike says uh, from Palmyra, Jared Waitley is coming out. So I hope you're enjoying Jared. Well, see what there. happens. You you pumped Jared up so much yesterday. Yeah. That they've gone, let's just play him. Yeah. Be nice to have a trouble-free morning, wouldn't it? Let's get a breakaway. No, let's, we're not, let, let's play this. Um, Ross Lyon, I don't know if you saw this. I sent this to the boys last night in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, of course I saw it. I'm in the group. I will read everything you send me. And the YouTube most, has produced mostly. a little piece of magic right there, and I think Sometimes. the West even posted it as well. Ross Lyon, two minutes of 21 seconds of Ross Lyon when he was sitting down as coach, and they put it all together. <laughs> Ross Lyon speak. This is how Ross Lyon speaks and how you uh, can hear the same message over and over again. Here's Ross Lyon. This is Scotty Ingalls. Is Griffin Logue ready? Probably not. Did I think he was on track? It's not what I do. And can anyone go with Dusty? I don't know. Has anyone stopped him yet? Do we like it? No. Could we put a more rigorous fitness test around him, maybe? Yeah, look, that's between Matt and I. He's got things to work on. Yeah, look, there's a bit about um, early in the week. Yeah, and look, kind of Blakely went through there later. Yeah, look, I feel like I've answered the question. Yeah, of course I'm concerned. But yeah, look, look, there's some life, you know. Yeah, no, look, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. We'll leave no stone unturned. What do we need to leave no stone unturned for myself? It's sort of a real bugbear at the minute. The buck stops with me. I've never shied away from that. Beast and a honeypot a bit. But when is the grinners? We'll, we'll go on the cold light of day. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Sometimes just the basics, but there's no silver bullet here. It's not just one thing. There's no silver bullet for us. He's got plenty of things to work on. And I, I, we understand there's no silver bullet here, and we've got to work our way through it, but there's no silver bullet where we were last year is where we were. It's not a cliche. Yeah. You've got to be a no-excuse footy club. That's where confidence... Confidence is just a feeling. If confidence comes from... Um, Confidence is just a feeling. Well, you get confidence from delivering. Yeah, I'm not too sure, except confidence comes from action. So, no, I don't like that word, confidence. Diligently and assiduously and intently and playing good football, training hard, delivering on action, doing the work and building and, and enjoying the journey. So we need to go to the break, we need to reassess and we need to make some changes. And train as hard as we can each session, educate and grow. I, I think it's unnecessary, I think it's mischievous and I think it's irrelevant. You're going to have the fortitude and the desire and the mental toughness to get it done. Control the ball more, tackle better and see them out better. If so you can get it done, teams Australian, you can get it done, we could have got it done. Well, something we'll look at, well, something we'll look at. Um, there's something we'll look at. But I think it's a combination of the three. Take care of the process, which is improving your footy. 
um, continue to improve. We need to improve and, and we improve and, and and we need to continue to improve. We need to improve, as you've alluded to. Doing the work and improving our footy. It should be just personal pride to improve. So, um, But we want to improve our footy fundamentally. There's plenty of improvement in it. It's about intensity of improvement and if the talent's right and the effort's right, we'll improve. events and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Christmas in two months time exactly today, 25th of October. Happy Come on, mate. Happy you get. Happy birthday. Hey, Marion Ross is 94 today. Now Who's she that? Pl- Well, she played Marion Cunningham in Happy Days. Oh. But according to our man, <laughs> special guest. Uh, Do we play too much Happy Days? <laughs> we play too much Happy Days. <laughs> So we're going to go with something else she's done. What? What she didn't do anything else? Uh, no, I don't think she's done anything else. It says here um, she's best known has has been known for the voiceover work she's done on The King of the Hill and SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> no. Under the sea. Yeah, that's not her. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? That's not Mrs. C. <laughs> anyway, Marion Ross, who plays Mrs. Cunningham, is 94 today. Wow, wow. Well, you could all grow up with her. Helen Reddy was born on this day in 1941, Australian-born, but quickly moved on to being uh, an American, but famous for this. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore, and I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down Here we go. again Oh yes, I was But it's wisdom for the First Australian winner Grammy Award and this, That's uplifting And this song no, it's not. And this song How'd you roll your eyes? It's uplifting Come on She was inspired to write the song. She reckons that, she, and I'm quoting, she remembers uh, I was asleep in bed and I just woke up with the lyrics pouring out. She was nine months pregnant at the time. The song went on to be number one in the US. I think worse than waking up in bed, the stuff's just pouring out. It's no good. Anyway, Alan, ready? Good stuff. What else you got? <laughs> what else you got? Quickly. John Anderson, 78. Good song, this. Named after you, that song. You're, a, you're the owner of a lonely heart, aren't you? So he was in a band called Yes. Now he was what? born. He was been born John Anderson. He's a writer. He's very rogue for the Herald Sun. Changed his name to John Anderson. I put a. I took the H out. The H. Oh, what did I say? What did I, H or H? H. He took the H out of John. He took the H out of John and became really mixed it up. John. Chris Norman. I used to have the hots for Chris Norman. He's 72. So don't play He was a good looking roof. He's smoking. I remember. Ah, no, now I remember. 
I remember when he was in. Um, if we'd love to find it, if we can, thanks. Oh, they'll find it. Give him a challenge. What is it? I love. I wanted to find uh, the song that he had with uh, Susie Quattro, "Stumbling In." Chris Norman, we're talking about. He was in Smokey, but he also had a, a what, successful hit. What other songs did he sing? Did he sing? Did he do "Living Next Door to Alice"? Yeah, but that was Smokey. Did he didn't do it? He was no. in the band. He was the lead vocalist of the band. But he, I reckon, he was. That's I remember him as the good-looking rooster alongside. Here we go. See the boys are good. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. This is when I was both in their prime. Whatever you do, soft Stuart. You know these reckless thoughts of mine. All right, I'll be Chris Norman, you'll be Susie Quattro. Uh, oh, that was in 1978. Happy awesome. birthday, Chris Norman, he's 72. Chrissy Amphlett was born on this day, 1954. Oh, Vinyls, Chrissy Amphlett. Hey, Nancy Cartwright, 65, does a lot of voiceovers, including this one. Hello, operator. I'd like to make a collect call to Australia. <laughs> I don't think so. You're all the way in Australia. Hey, I think I hear a dingo eating your baby. Oh, Nancy Cartwright, 65, she's the voice of Bart Simpson. She actually auditioned to be Lisa Simpson, and they said, no, no, you'll be a better Bart. Lenore! Smith's birthday, Aussie actor. The Flying Doctors? Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch them it. too. She played Kate Wellings in The Flying Doctors. David yeah. McCormack. Oh, the, see, Lola. Yeah, crush on him too. So Lola doesn't watch very much TV, but the one show when the world's going crazy and we just need five minutes of me time yes. is when she's watching this. <laughs> So David McCormack is the voice of Bant, the father of Bluey. I've never seen an episode of Bluey. Some kids have missed that. But um, did Bluey get in trouble? Yeah, Bluey yeah. Try to get can- or someone try to cancel Bluey? Yeah, probably. Hey, Katy Perry, 38 today. Uh, happy birthday, Katy. What do you think of when you hear this song? MasterChef. <laughs> And now I think of Menu Log when I hear Katy Perry. So this is the biopic thing that I like, Katy Perry, remember? This is one of the movies. Remember I told you about the the Katy Perry documentary? Yes. Have, go and watch it. If you can find it, watch it. You'll love it. It's when she was going out with Russell Brand and they, and they split oh, up. the illusion. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Hey, Vegemite got launched on this day in 1923. Australian to say gospel. That song annoys me. It annoys me. Apple iTunes was launched on this day in 2005. Florence Foster Jenkins, known as the world's worst singer, hired <laughs> Carnegie Hall on this day in 1944. Oh, that's actually written here. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, it was just a critique. And Uluru climb, the Uluru climb closed permanently on this day, October 25, on this day in 2019. And we go to the break, news just around the corner, and don't forget you can win a free McCafe coffee for a year. Visit the My Maccas app. And I can tell you that the Wallabies broke rugby records on this day in 2003 when they ran in the lazy 142 points against Namibia. Oh. 42 points for Matt Rogers in the match. 22 tries in total for Australia. And there is a confirmation of the final score here at the Adelaide Oval and at a cricket ground. It is a cricket score. Australia 142, Namibia nil. And, uh, well... Away from seven o'clock, Scotty and Goss, we're in the Toolkit Depot studio. Thanks to our wonderful friends at Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save you thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. Frankie Agostino and the crew working busy. And let me tell you, they have been flat chat. Everyone has started Good. the petrol prices. The well, price people don't cars. get it, don't they? They just don't understand, they understand how, understand. how much money you can well, save. Save money. Quite save seriously, money. save. Hey, in money. front of me, I've got five doubles to the WA Beer and Beef Festival. Wait, what? 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 what, what, what? Oh, Maybe. When is it? It's this weekend. Oh, damn it. Takes place at the Burswood Parklands down here in Greater oh, Highway. Beautiful. It's right here. I've got I've got five doubles to give away. If you'd like to go to the WA Beer and Beef Festival. I really would. Beer. Text us now, 0487 736 736, your name, and just say beer <laughs> and beef. Oh, 0487 736 736, and a double pass would come your way. Wow. What's up, that time? We're Special K, producer to the star, Man. and Scott <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It annoys me that you just allow that to happen Have you been day. to the Beer and Beef Festival? No, I haven't, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to be away. I'm going to miss it. Derby day. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Very good. He's having Friday off. Are you, are you aware he's not here on Friday? In yeah. In are you? So yeah, who's, who's sitting in the that. chair? Well, we're hoping for a couple of names. Yeah, One. you're probably going to have to get a two in here. <laughs> you're probably going to have to get two. <laughs> well, they both fit on your chair. So, South Africa. Oh, and, hang, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, well, hang on. You're asking me left, right, and center for no reason. Can we just back the truck up just yeah. a bit? Thank you. So this is a Ross Lyon moment. Wait. So next week, right, we've got Brad Shepard and... Hamish Brayshaw in. Yep. We are just waiting on confirmation from Shep to do Friday. Otherwise, we've got Hammer on back up. Oh, that'll make Hammer feel special. <laughs> well, we just went to Shep first. So, so hang on. So this is a Ross Lyon moment where we've appointed him to go to Melbourne for Derby Day. Mm. Enormous. And now we're pretending that we're we're looking, we're we're casing <laughs> the opposition. We're right? going through due diligence <laughs> to try and find a replacement. And no, we yeah. actually haven't interviewed anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Andrew Basson said. Uh, no, uh, cricket last night, World Cup, South Africa and Zimbabwe have been left with a point each after their game was incompleted. Incompleted. <laughs> Forced to not complete due to rain. <laughs> South Africa made none for 51 off their three overs, while Zimbabwe were five for 79 from nine. The grammar police over here will rip you apart later. That's why I pull you myself know. up on that. <laughs> well, incompleted? 
Keep going. Make it means quick. Make it means he's thinking about it now. Bangladesh have won their match, though, in their 20 overs against Netherlands. 8 for 144. Netherlands only 135. The Brisbane Bullets have ended their winless start to the NBL season. A huge win. 82 to 56 over the Illawarra Hawks. Corey Homicide Williams will join us a little bit later on to talk more basketball. Uh, Reports are the inaugural Frio Dockers player and captain Curry Antonio will retire. So watch this space. And Aston Villa is, uh, or has announced, I should say, the appointment of Unai Emery as the club's new head coach. He's a former Arsenal coach. He joins from Villarreal. And last night, West Ham beat Bournemouth 2-0 in the Premier League. Got to be quick. Get the text in 0487736736. Already three doubles have gone for the yeah. Beer and Beef Festival this Saturday at Burswood Parklands. Don't forget, you can get your tickets at Oz. Ticks, a break. Come back. Corey Homicide Williams. Oh, he's getting, he'll be coming off the long run. Wildcats fans, strap yourself in. It's 22 to 7. Basketball with a man that when you get told you're going to be speaking to this next guest, yep, I don't sleep well. What do you, are you getting all your abuse lined up? Are you? No, you, I just get edgy because just... I know he's got something on me. Because when he agrees to come on, yeah. more often than not, it's when he's got some ammunition. He's going to whack you. Corey Homicide Williams wow. joins us to talk all things basketball, including our wow, Gats are in action this Friday night against the Phoenix. Morning. Good morning, my man Tim Gossett. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been, and I reckon about two weeks ago, I was been absolutely pumped to speak to you because the Wildcats were three, three and zip. We're and going strong, going okay, and um, well, the wheels have got a tad wobbly. What are you thinking? Well, you know, um, you know, early in my career, post basketball, as a broadcasting analyst. You know, my approach was a little bit different because at the time the game needed to be shaken up. From a media standpoint, a guy like me comes in really loud, really brash, really straight and direct. And it needed to be that way. But when you continue to evolve, and if you want longevity in the game, you you know, you got to be able to be nimble and you can't do things the same. We have been doing this for years, Tim, you and I. <laughs> I now, I don't have to yell and go crazy. I yeah. just, I have your attention so I can just sound how I truly wanted to sound in the first place. And this is where we're at. Okay. Over the last six seasons I've been here, this is season six, and I've grown accustomed to a certain DNA and blueprint that the Wildcats go about it. Right, and obviously they've been the most successful franchise. We know this, right? Mm-hmm. The ghost of Trevor Gleason is haunting this organization. And what I mean by that is, think about this. Look at he and his coaching staff since leaving. Where are they all, and what are their teams doing? I'll let you answer that. Yeah, Scott Roth doing great things down in Tassie. Um, Adam Ford doing some good things up at Cairns, albeit they can't win at home. Uh, Jacob Chance is along Mark Radford. Right now, just right now, what is their present record, the Taipans? The Taipans are six games, four wins, all on the road and two losses. Okay. So they're in second place. Yeah. We saw what Scott Roth did with a 
brand new franchise, and both of these teams have little to no budget, correct? Uh, well, I don't know that, for, but you're telling me, but I, I believe And Vikings has little to no budget. We know this. So you know that. Yep. And you also know a brand new franchise, They both of these teams have players really would be players getting no playing time or would be out of the league pretty much. Can you agree to that? No, I agree. I agree to that. I agree to that. But they are they have played seven games this year and they're only four and three. And they are below the Wildcats on the ladder right now. But we know Scott Rogers coach of the year. And they won four straight. My point is everyone has excelled post leaving the Wildcats. Gleason is in the NBA, we notice. The blueprint and DNA of what this team is always about, they don't have that anymore. And I, you know, a lot of times you say it's early. The majority of your team is there, so it shouldn't be early for them because the majority of the team from last year is there. You see, it's early days for, you know, a team like a Brisbane, right? Three major pieces have come into their, their, their club this year, right? So it's different for them. You can say that with Melbourne United struggling, three major pieces, maybe five major pieces left last year, including imports. Your team, just the way they went about it, did you watch that Tasmanian I watched the highlights. I was working. Yeah, but but hang on, hang on. And, and I'm going to get Scotty needs to jump in here. But I want to ask you something. You, you talk about the, t- the turnover of players inside the other games, uh, other teams so far. Hey, Manic to Sean Thomas and Corey Webster and you. There's two imports and a and a high profile recruit. I mean, that's new. Dude, you got Luke Travers, who just drafted. He understands the system. Why is Luke Travis not stepped up to the elite level yet? He's not – this ain't year one for him. This might be like year four or five. He should be the guy after Cotton. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I Brady understand. Brady Manick is a rookie. Yeah. Brady Manick is a rookie. Did you watch that ass whipping? <laughs> Did you really see what happened? And my point is what the Wildcats usually do to teams – that's what Taji did to you. I need, I need you to watch that game and watch it from an eye that's non-biased and really see you got your asses kicked for 40 minutes. Has Perth Wildcats, and they've taken losses. We know this. This is the game, wins and losses. Have you ever seen a Perth Wildcat team lay down at both ends of the court for a whole game and show no fight in trying to come back in? Just lay down. You have never seen that because the DNA in Perth, that's non-existent. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and I'm pretty much over it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, What you're saying, like the joy that you have when the Wildcats lose, Corey, it's really disappointing, and you say not to be biased. But what what I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing is when you talk about the coaches and the ones that have left and they're all going well, the Wildcats don't have anything at the moment. You're telling me that John really can't coach? I never said that. This is John Lilly's first head coaching. No. It's got nothing to do with really. What I'm saying is the ghost of Gleason is gone. He's haunting you guys. (laughs) It's about 
showing up every day with pride, whether you win or lose. You can get your ass whipped in this game and still play hard. And if you need to watch, did you watch that game? Yeah, well, I watched bits of it and I didn't like it, so I didn't oh, watch okay. all of it. So, yeah. I'm talking to two guys right now that didn't even watch that. No, 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 no. I watched, it, watched a bit of it. Watched a bit of it, and it was really, really unattractive viewing. You cannot talk about a game that I'm talking about today that you haven't even seen. Yep. You need to do your homework because if you watched it, you would be under. You would understand more what I'm saying and why I'm saying how I'm saying. Yeah. No defense. Bryce Cotton can't do it alone. See, let me tell you what happens when you know. People are spoiled, right? They just automatically assume it'll turn around because it always does. It always goes your way. Yeah. I need you to understand, I've said this for three years, and people thought I was joking. It ain't a cupcake league. Mm. Everybody's gotten better. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to turn it around and it's just going to happen? It's a certain hunger and desire that you need to have inside of all of you for it to happen. Y'all don't have that no more. I know what I saw. I'm pretty sure that I saw on Twitter not that long ago that you declared the Wildcats are championship favourites and probably the ones that and you know win why? the championship. You know, why I you know why I did that? You're absolutely right. You know why I did that? Because I actually thought the, the, the fact that you were on a team that broke the streak, I would have hated to be on a team like that last year. Because you know what? I don't care how good of a player I am. I would always be remembered as a player on that roster that broke the streak and we didn't make finals. So how pissed off should you actually be? And how should you attack this season from the beginning? How should you attack this season? Okay, that's my point. And in round four, you get blasted like that and you lay down? Please do me a favor and watch that game start to finish. I guarantee you'll be like, yo, listen, you know what? He's right. This ain't a rant. This is real talk. Yep. And I, and uh, and look, it doesn't need to be aired, but I was working at the time. I was working and I was watching a game of cricket and I was keeping an eye on it and I was disappointed with the score. But, and I was working for SEN, who own the Wildcats, so we understand what we have to do. But I want to ask you this. Sydney are on top. New Zealand are second. Cairns are third. There's the top three. How many of those in the top three right now, as we speak today, Corey, will be in the top three at the end of the year? I'm going to tell you right now. Adelaide 36s, Sydney Kings. I will never sleep on the Jack Jumpers. And you got to remember, this year is top six. Jim Gossage, <laughs> you specifically know why I'm saying this. You know why it matters? Because when you have a top six and the, the fifth and sixth place, single game elimination, anything can happen in one game. Mm, mm. We know what happened. Right? We know what happened <laughs> when that crock team came over. So the point is, I don't look at it like top four this year because of a, a playing, playing tournament, you know, for fifth and sixth place. So – there's time, obviously. I'm just saying that you guys don't have the hunger and the desire that you should at this point. You don't. Because, again, you can lose. You can lose bad, but it's how you lose. All right. you, need to, you need to watch this game. Please yep. get a chance. Yep. Watch the game. 
Yep, we'll do our best. Now, on Friday night, they take on the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, Melbourne United are gone. We know that. Illawarra are struggling. Brisbane are, might get warm a little later. They had their first win, but they did only beat Illawarra. It is a really tough league. What are you expecting on Friday night? Wildcats and Phoenix over here. You're expecting the Wildcats to respond to stinging criticism of what we've heard from you, but also internally amongst the playing group. Do you think they'll bounce back and take care of Phoenix? Let me ask you something. What's stinging criticism? Who else is criticised them? I think just in general. I think even themselves. I think there's been some... Internally, and John really said it too, there's going to be some pretty honest feedback on... I think it was Monday. I think you've been the strongest, and that's good because you're an NBL basketball commentator and you're an NBL commentator and an analyst, and I think people do respect you. And I I agree with you. Your your opening comment in regards to some of the banter that you and I used to have on social media and and on air has has tempered in more recent times, and we're seeing a real uh, strong analytical approach from yourself. And I believe what you're saying is 100% right. I reckon that was pretty poor from, from from all the reports that we're hearing about what took place down in Tassie. Can they bounce back and can they respond to the stinging criticism? Forget about everyone else. Do you think your criticism can be shelved if they bounce back and beat Phoenix on Friday night? I I think the Phoenix come to town and win. Ooh. They're fully stacked. They got a legitimate point guard who's a floor general. We played the last he was injured, the first, I think, four games. Came back, Phoenix won two games the last round, and he averaged like nine and a half, ten assists. This dude is for real, which means takes pressure off Mitch Creek, Ryan broke off his back, Joe Cheese. Like, Allen Williams, he's no he's no slouch. You lack interior presence, so they definitely going to try to bully you guys inside. So check this out. Who bumped you guys out the playoffs last year? Mm-hmm. Do you think they're not going to be comfortable going back to RAC? Listen. Do you know the biggest fear? You know what the biggest fear was when playing the Perth Wildcats all of these years. Teams lost sleep going to that venue because it was a fortress. That's no longer the scariest arena to play in. In fact, players like going there. Mm. You know what I mean? That's not the jungle. That's RAC Arena. The jungle was scary. RAC Arena used to be scary. But it's not, it's not no more. And that's the thing when people are so spoiled, you lose that, that hunger and desire so the fans aren't like that anymore. It ain't. It's a friendly place to play with a bunch of people with red shirts on. <laughs> did, Corey, did the, did the Wildcats do something to you a while ago? Did they hurt you or something? <laughs> did, they, did they upset you somehow? Did, what did they do to you? They didn't do anything to me. The last time I've been to Perth, I actually won twice. The last two times I played there, I won. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was the last two times yeah, I played there, I definitely won. But right. I just think that changes come. And I don't feel that just because you've been on top all the time, you're just going to be there. You know what I mean? That's that complacency is sat in because it's always went your way. Let me see what you're about now. That'll really tell. 
Well, you've laid down well. the ch- you've laid down the challenge. We have so much more to talk to you about, but we do appreciate you coming on. It is going to be huge Friday night. Uh, it's not about proving you wrong; it's about proving the, the Wildcats have got that spirit. I reckon they'll find something. I reckon they will, and all of a sudden they put themselves in the top four again if they have a win. The league is better. We know that. There's a couple of easy Amazing. beats. Melbourne United are the easy beats of the competition, and their fall has been dramatic. Uh, Illawarra struggling, which a lot of people had them as a, as a challenger this year as well. Tasmania Jagdumpers will be there. Yeah. Tasmania Jagdumpers will be there. That's the toughest beat. Them, Adelaide, Sydney, Cairns, even though you went over to Cairns and destroyed them. Those are tough beats. New Zealand, don't sleep on them. Thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure, fellas. Corey Homicide Williams, NBL commentator, expert. Always love our chats, and he's already hung up, so he's not going to listen to any of this stuff that we're going to talk about after the break. But let me tell you, Wildcats fans. I think he sits on the fence too much, Gil. 13, 12, 55. Give us a call, 0487 736 736 to have a comment. Do you agree with Corey Homicide Williams that the DNA of the Wildcats has gone missing? We'll find out Friday night. Give us a call. Give us a text. This is Scotty Lewis. Ticket to the Wildcats. Head over to ticketech.com.au now. No, get them and wear your red shirt. Adam Flog Guy says if Corey talks any slower, he'll be mute. <laughs> it's a tough one to read, isn't he? Is he finished? Bin chicken. Corey talks a lot of crap when he's saying what he's saying is true. Let's hope the Wildcats get back together soon. Homicide is right regarding what happened uh, down there in Tassie. However, it is only early one game. They can turn it around, yeah. John of Glen Forest and boys. They can. I love Homicide to Mike. Can he evaluate West Coast, please? <laughs> <laughs> Be some brutal feedback there. Keep the, the, uh, um, let's stick it up in. 0487736736. I think that it's not about sticking it up. Yes, in. it is. It's about bouncing back for your own pride. Nope. It's about sticking it right up, Homicide. 13, 12, 55, Tookie Depot open line. We're here for Fleet Network. WA's Novated Leasing Special. Save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. A break. News, Justin Kaczynski and Mitch Marsh. I go one-on-one with the WA superstar. Scotty, just go sit in the corner. Right it's up. 15 degrees. Lie down, time. Extremely compassionate, committed person and a determination that we had to live up to. Once he puts his mind to something, he's 100% in. He inspires, he excites, he challenges. If you gave him 100% effort, he would back you the whole way. My motivation for coming back is to position the club to win a premiership. I want to change the narrative and be a respected force in the AFL. I am back in our 150th year for unfinished business. Ross Lyon and the other voices you heard, Nick Del Santo, Nick Revold and Justin Kaczynski, a bit of a promo. <laughs> Didn't seem off the cuff to me. <laughs> but listen, yeah. they they listen here, so we've got to be a little bit careful because, um, <laughs> and you know, it, it pains me to give you too much credit and Gostradamus type stuff, but <laughs> this, you posted this on the 15th. So we wake with the Ross Lyon, chatter getting louder, chat about a five-year deal, quotes about how the Saints management at the time of his sudden departure were asleep at the wheel, and this is a new front office. Unfinished business incoming from a rabid mob. 
in was, quotations. Yeah. That, what? What? Well, that was always going to be their catch cry. And there it is there. You just heard from Ross Lyon. He is back to the St Kilda with unfinished business. And one man I'm sure is absolutely wrapped is a man who played 200 games with the Saints. And a lot of that, of course, was under the tutelage of Ross Lyon. And it's great to have Justin Kaziski on line. The day after, Ross officially was announced. And two weeks after, he was given the job as coach (laughs) of the Saints. Four weeks after they first spoke to him. Justin, appreciate your time. Are you thrilled? Yeah, boys. Good to to speak to you. Yes, just uh, in, just in short, very thrilled, mate. There's a bit of a spark around the place, and uh, it's a very ballsy, gutsy decision by the club. But I think it's something that just uh, can take us forward. So, my question would you be to you: uh, How much involvement has your core group of players that you played all your footy with? And I talk of the names we just heard in that little promo there, in Dell and and Rui and uh, um, all your other mates, Brendan Goddard. Um, um, Stephen Milne, how much of that group and Jason Blake, who's on the board, play in getting Ross back to the footy club? How, how did you beat the drum to get Ross back? Oh, look, I, I think the obvious one's Jason Blake being on the board, knows Rossy really well and knows what he's capable of and know how he can shake the place up and make it go in the right direction. So all the others I'm not really privy to. Um, obviously, there's there was talk, and I think the biggest influence we had was was playing for him ten years ago. And you know, he said he's got strong ties to the club, and he loves it, and he's got unfinished business. So, you know, he's got good relationships here, and hopefully that swayed him in getting here. Guys, uh, great to hear your voice, brother. Um, we know that you're a uh, you're an unabashed Ross Lyon fan, so we have to we have to ask you the the questions that. That are probably the, the doubts that are in our mind. Uh, it, ten years ago, a long, long time ago in footy, different breed of, of people, and knowing the the guys that Goss just mentioned, uh, like I do, having the the pleasure of uh, of a couple of Mad Mondays with you, lads, because um, you guys are a little bit tougher. You guys, you guys can handle a little bit more honest feedback. They're a different breed now. How much will Ross have to change for him to be able to get his message across and, and win over this playing group? Well, I think he has changed, mate. I reckon just from what I've seen of him and what everyone else has seen him in the last couple of years in the media, he's softened his approach. But don't get me wrong, he's still going to have that steely edge and he's going to give some really honest feedback and, and demand a lot of his players and his staff, which which why wouldn't you? That's what you need in a footy club. And you, you don't want someone passively just saying you're going well when you're not. Mm. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll definitely have that. But I think what you'll see is a change. And yes, he will have to was probably adapt to the new generation and deliver it in a different way. But he's an intelligent man, and I guess he's done his homework around that, and he'll know how to inspire the new group. What made him so good for you, guys? And what, what made him so good for that group of, of St Kilda players? And I, and I sit across right now from a, uh, a St Kilda supporter who's really just deciding whether his membership gets renewed or not, But and he's really on the edge. But why did you guys love him so oh, much? Get on, get on board, mate. Come on. <laughs> you can't be sitting on the edge. We're all in or all out. Oh, take that, Goss. Uh, what made him? Uh, what made him good? He just instilled confidence in the group because of his work ethic and his. his um, when he goes at something, he's got conviction, and everybody else just feels like they've got to got to toe the line. And um, he'll have good structure. He won't change things around, even though things aren't going well. He'll stick to a plan, um, and you know that that plan's going to work. So, I think just the confidence to know that that he. He knows where you're going, and you just jump on board with that. And then the, the other thing is, if you gave him 100%, um, I think, as I said in that clip, he, he'll back you to the hilt. He'll just 
it's not about sometimes about execution, but if you're given it and you're putting your balls on the line for everything, he'll just back you. So it just gives the, the group and individually it gives you amazing confidence. 200 gamer Justin Kaczynski is our guest. We're talking about the appointment of Ross Lyon to a four-year deal at the Saints. When he left Cozzy, and I know we've now had him, oh, well, I had a three-month out and St Kilda got sleep at the wheel and they didn't sign me up when they did and I had to look after myself. I get all that. I get all that Ross speak and I get all that fallout. But at the time, I'd love to know what your thoughts and the thoughts of your mates were when he walked out on you and went to Frio. Um, it's certainly, look, as a player, as a player, you, you're certainly not privy to what's going on at management level and, and what they're talking about. We, we, we did think we'd have him for the next year and it was certainly a surprise. But, um, you know, it felt a little bit empty when he left. Um, and then, you know, as time goes by, you understand the reasons and you sort of don't feel too bad about it, you know. And it's just, it's great to have him back. Like, I think, you know, if he had any ill feeling about the place, um, that's all gone. As you've seen, he's committed. He's he's mentally in, um, and it's a real courageous move. You know, he he's he's in for the long haul. Robert Harvey's going to be one of his assistants. There's even talk that Stephen Silvani will return to the football club as a list manager. Of course, he worked alongside Ross for some time Lenny's as an there. assistant. Lenny's already back there, of course, which is great. Um, are they just getting St Kilda back into St Kilda? Uh, there's a little feel about it. Robert Harvey's actually in front of me, right as we speak. He's, he's been interviewed down down on the ground. He's got the St Kilda shirt on that looks really comfortable in it. Obviously, he's playing like footy here, and um, you know, Lenny Lenny was Lenny was signed up before um, before the announcement, so that was that, that already had a little spark about the joint. So um, yeah, I, I think that group that group of players um, and coaches certainly know how to build a good environment and win games of footy. So. Ross trusts these people, and um, hopefully it'll all pan out. Is the list good enough, mate? There's a picture in uh, yes, today's West Australian of uh, on page 74 of the players at the press conference watching his announcement. And I'm going to be honest with you, because they look like they're crapping themselves, to be perfectly uh, frank with you. Uh, they look like a nervous bunch. <laughs> Is the list good enough? Um, look, I don't think it's good enough right now to be a top four or a, or a premiership side. I don't, I don't think you have to be a genius to figure that out, but... You know, as time goes on, he's got four years to build. He'll certainly, he'll certainly see improvement in effort. Um, and yeah, they do look a little bit nervous because, and rightly so. Like, what, <laughs> what playing? You know, you, you don't want a playing group that's going to sit there and celebrate just being an AFL player and, and be happy with mediocrity. You want, you want your list on, on edge, and you want to be uh, striving and, and being better because Scotty, you know, as good as anyone that. It's competitive within the within the group. There's spots up for grabs and there's contracts up for grabs and there's all this sort of stuff. So you know, I'm I'm wrapped if they're a bit tough coming back in preseason. Justin Kaczynski is with us. So we're going to ask you about bit your role, your work at the headquarters of the Saints. We're going to ask you a bit about that in a brief moment. Uh, just also need to uh, just straighten things up a little bit. Apparently. What are you looking at me like that for? I'm just nervous. I'm not going to go there. You said, should I ask? And I said, no. <laughs> I just want to know, do you do a Ross Lyon impression? And have you got one in your yeah. kit bag this morning? I haven't got one in me today, mate. I've got to be prepared for it. But, uh, <laughs> I did. But I did hear him say yesterday that just rang in my ears. And it used to say it in the team. He says, boys, the running game's back and it's here to stay. He just loves it. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Hey, mate, what are you doing? You're uh, you're working uh, full-time now at the Danny Frawley uh, Centre, the, the new innovation there at, uh, at, at St Kilda. Talk us through that, mate, and your role. Yeah, amazing facility. Um, obviously, with the tragic passing of Spud Frawley, you know, one of the secured greats, um, the Saints got on the front foot and wanted to, to do something about mental health and build a... a like an incredible facility here, really. Um, it's all about health and well-being, and you know the term we use is mental fitness. It's not a place for crisis. We don't, we don't, we don't handle somebody who's you know in real trouble. But it's all about building mental fitness resilience, and um, you know we do workshops on mental health to, to schools and young sporting clubs, and it's also a physical recovery centre. So we've got a pool, infrared saunas, the ice baths, all that sort of stuff, and like a full commercial gym, um, and it's all about you know, building building a healthy lifestyle and being on top of your mental health. So it's um, it's certainly a part of the club, but it's a bit disconnected, which which is great. It's open to the community. Anybody can come down and, and get a membership and uh, really work on themselves. So I, I love being involved in it. Um, it's really wholesome and, you know, it's, it's good to be back. You know, if I get bored here, it's only 100 metres to go talk to the boys in the footy club. So I feel like I'm home. Uh, well, they've got a beauty in you, mates, because uh, I've, I've told Gosh, you and I did the pucker up bike ride uh, in 2018, yeah. I think it was, because he and I roomed together. And oh, yeah. let me just tell you right now, he got me through a couple of days where I wanted to throw the bike off cliffs and, yeah. and was battling. I don't know how you feel, Cosy. I've got to get Scotty's free <laughs> breakfast right away. <laughs> He's going to do it five days a week. It was uh, one, of the, one, of the biggest, one of the best things I've ever done, but one of the biggest challenges. Scotty, I'll never forgive you, mate, one day. <laughs> We've, we've woken up, I think, at 5 o'clock in Canberra and we were, we were riding to Yass. Yeah. And uh, it was March, but it was still at minus 5 degrees. And I had all the leg warmers and all the, you know, all the, all the professional gear. Uh, and arm warmers on. Leg warmers and arm warmers on and whatever. So he goes, there's no way you're putting that on, mate. I'm not riding beside you if you look like that. <laughs> Five minutes into the ride, Scotty's got, uh, Scotty's got frozen snot running down his nose. He's nearly frozen shut and he's just going I wish we had those bloody leg warmers <laughs> oh, it was the worst day I've never I've never felt I've never felt pain like I have in minus five when you're exposed it's just a t-shirt and these little bloody fancy looking nappy pants on and that's all you got holy jeez <laughs> hey, Cosy, in regards to your, your old mates, your mates from the footy club, do you get together and, you know, do you play sport? You know, do you, do you play golf as a group? Do you play basketball? I mean, do you get together? Um, I've been away for four years. Yep. just back now for, you know, the last five months, and it's, it's like I haven't left. So we, we have a really tight group. Um, you know, the, 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 well, Rossi's team that went through 08, the prelim and 09, 10, the grand finals. So, um you know, we didn't win the flags, but we've got an enormous amount of respect for each other. We chucked the kitchen sink at, at, at the world. Mm-hmm. 09 and 10 got so close. So there's a real there's a real core respect for that. Um, and we do. We catch up. So we all sort of live in the same area. And um, there's a group chat. <laughs> there's a group chat that there's about 30 of us on it that Ross is involved in. And oh. Rossi went a bit quiet. Rossi went a bit quiet on the group chat about eight days ago, so we knew something was up. <laughs> we had Milne on the other week as well, and he said uh, in Milne way, there's something bubbling. There's something bubbling. <laughs> I just feel like there's something yeah. bubbling around. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, yeah. um, terrific. Uh, thanks for the, your, your feedback there on yeah, Ross. It's, it's good to hear from someone who uh, coached by him, loves him, um, and honest appraisal on what you're doing. The Danny Frawley Centre is amazing as well. Yep. I've also been reading a couple of other things in the paper, Cos. 
Uh, What's going to happen, Scotty? Oh, you know, just, <laughs> just you out and about with certain people, lady friends. Yeah. Anything there? Yeah. Nothing, no, nothing, nothing going on. Oh. Are you referring to being at the basketball with, with Lauren Jackson? Yeah, and then she dropped by you dropped by to see you at work the other day as well. well just, I'm just asking. Mean, you don't you make go statements, ask your question. Yeah. You got a missus? Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no, I haven't, mate. We um, we grew up in Albury together, so we're lifelong friends. And oh. um, she just asked me to come along to the basketball, and I got thrown in. I'll, I'll, I'll never forgive her. She goes, "Do you want to come to the basketball with me?" Yeah, no worries. Let's go and have a look at that. And she, I've got to speak at a, an event. Um, can you, do you want to come to that? So yeah, no worries. I'll just have a couple of brews in the corner, and you know, sit up behind the glass and watch the game. And then ten minutes before the way balls thrown up. The, uh, one of the Melbourne United officials come and wheeled us down and bugger me, we're sitting under the net. <laughs> under the net, basically on the court. And then the first, uh, the TV producer comes up and kneels down in front of us and says, the first time out, we're going to put the camera on you and the crowd want to give you a bit of an ovation. So I got up. I was like, bugger this, I'm out of here. And she grabbed my arm and said, if I'm going to be embarrassed, you're sitting here with me. And I'm like, holy hell. So the camera's in there, and I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do. I just sat there and clapped. And, yeah, good on you. Thanks, Warren. So we're putting the, we're, we're just we're dismissing that. No, no, no. We, now, now, no, no, now, so, no, he said so, there's nothing. They're just good I friends. I know that, and I'm 100% agreeing. But for social media, they're going to say, Cozzy puts kibosh on Jackson Romance. Yes. Can we go to the? Can we get the quote, Cosy? Is there anything going on, or is it just a social gathering? Absolutely nothing going on, mate. Social gathering, and she's kindly become, or hopefully, being an ambassador of the Danny Crawley Centre. So uh, she's very good advocate of mental health, and hopefully, we can get that over the line. She also plays now for the South East Flyers, owned by Jerry Ryan, who's a good Saints man. Mm. Um, and he's had a lot to do with the building of the Frawley Centre too. So we've got a that, that was the reason she was at the Frawley Centre, and that's about it. That is brilliant. Good on you, Cos. Thank you for answering uh, all those questions. But in particular, be massive. Yeah. Miss you, brother. We'll talk soon. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. That would score. Hey, nice work. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us, Justin Kaziski, talking about Ross Lyon right there. And there it is. The, the, we, so we, we asked him 20 minutes of questions. So we got through all the, and the we, stuff we didn't really care about. Hard, and you said to me, Thank you God. ask, you ask, and you put your... And I said, I'm not asking. No, well, you just needed it. We needed that Soften one. Soften him up that way. Anyway, no, look, it was great. He was a great bloke, Cosy, I tell you. He was um, very good. It's an enormous work. amount of time for him and what he's done on the field and especially off it. And love him to bits. Let's get a breakaway. So Tim Gossip, it doesn't, he's not required. The official Tim Gossip. <laughs> Can we just play the Tim Gossip music now, please? Radio. So the official Tim Gossip today is yeah. St Kilda 200 gamer Justin Gazitsky denies any love interest with basketball Australian sporting royalty Lauren Jackson. Put the connection there for us. We understand it now and it's a little disappointing to be honest. But anyway. Okay, let me tell you one thing. It will be making headlines within an hour on socials. <laughs> it will be everywhere. Because he has put the kibosh on. It all links in nicely, doesn't oh, it? Oh, like, perfect. Uh, the mates from Albury, they grew up there together. Perfect. And went to the basketball together. Perfect. Wheeled down the court, so I didn't mean it. And then Lauren Jackson's gonna, possibly going to be an ambassador for the Danny Frawley Centre. Got to get a breakaway and come back. Then news and Mitch Marsh going to join us. You go sit in the corner because Marsh has, says, I'll come on as long as I go one-on-one with Goss only. It's oh. 27 past seven.
I'm the king. Chat with Brad Pitt. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to talk to the guy behind you. Brad, Martin Brando, Sky F1. How are you doing? Can you tell us a bit about this movie? No, not yet. Top secret. Uh, you've enjoyed the weekend. I've seen you so much this weekend. Thank you, man. All right, good. Somebody grabbing hold of my shoulder. I think, obviously, they're known as pit stops if they don't want you to talk to Brad Pitt. But, uh, yeah. Clever. He's very good, Martin Brundle. He's the best. He is the best. And but... no one says no to him. He just team owners, mm. team bosses, yeah. drivers. Mm. No one says no. Yeah, well, there was an example of someone saying no. That was Brad Pitt who just shrugged him off. And there's been a blue started on social media by Will Buxton. So Will Buxton is a broadcaster and author um, and an F1. He's got 550,000 Twitter followers. About 10 million less than Brad Pitt. And he says, another USGP, another reminder that all grid-accredited media are given a list at every race of which media invitee celebrity is and isn't approachable for interviews. Pitt hadn't been on any of the days he was present and Martin Brundle comes back and says, that's simply untrue, Will. Don't make things up to suit your narrative. Oh. So there's a stoush going on or whether You're Martin... You're a liar! With br- <laughs> a Brad Pitt. But seriously, is it that hard? Brad Pitt is making a movie about F1. Yeah. Stop and talk. And, mate, and if you are walking in the... And then it, is, it is Martin Brundle's workplace. Yes. Not just the drivers, it's the broadcasters. in a rude way. He was smiling, but just didn't give him any time at all. Stop. It's not hard. Unless you don't know anything about the movie that you're about to make or the sport in itself. Mate, he's a dick. Succinct. Mate, there are so many of them out there. Yeah. So many of them out there. Like Brad Pitt. I've got no time for Brad Pitt. Why not? Because I think he's a throttler. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. I Real just, I just don't get it, mate. <laughs> I don't get what. So Martin Brundle is talking about F one. Yeah. And he's he's walking the. He's walking past. He's not asking for his bank account details. He just. Wants oh no! To get I it. agree. He could have stopped. It's in the chat. States. I just don't think he knows anything at all about the sport or the movie that he's about to make in it, and um, that's why. And someone, very, one of his very stupid indeed. Thank you very much. One of his minders is grab Martin Brundle. Yeah, don't don't touch me. Yeah. If someone, if what if that happened to you? If you're chasing someone around the rooms or trying to find someone, uh, and someone grabs you happened. on the shoulder and it's never happened. I've never been knocked back. Retards you from doing what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd take that well. Um, no, I got I got an official warning from from um, sport uh, department. For, well, I was walking around the boundary. Uh, of a game at Subi Oval, I was boundary riding, and a bloke yelled, "Hey, go say you're a dickhead, mate!" And I turned around, and I gave him the bird. Oh well, that's five thousand dollar fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave him back the bird. I just had enough. Yeah, and it's just enough. He's on the other side of the time. fence. Yeah, and I gave there him. There's no bird. need. What, what did that bloke achieve out of that? Oh, he got just some laughs from his better. nuffy, you know, mates. Loser friends. Exactly. Swan Dishy supporter. Uh, anyway, hey. anyway, they were standing, and he gave him the bird. Anyway, and I thought nothing of it. The crowd went. Yay! And you hear me go, oh, he's giving them the bird. I'm going to do And I just reacted. I didn't even give it any thought. And then, you know, then I got a letter, an email to say, it's been noted that you um, gave a rude gesture to uh, the member of the Should public. Please explain. Please refrain and explain. Ah. Anyway, so I did. I didn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but 
happens? You must Did you have feel better? Many. Oh, no, I don't mate, some of the things you hear over was... the fence, you would never, ever repeat to your worst enemy. It's some horrific things. All right, well, we're going to have a discussion about that uh, in the not-too-distant future. But in the meantime, Mitch well, we Marsh... we can't really discuss it because I can't repeat anything. Mitch Marsh has said he will come on the show as long as he goes one-on-one yeah, one with Goss. I've got him in probably the top five people I've never met that I wanted to have a beer with. And if you don't want to talk to me, you can get stuffed. Well, tonight here at Perth Stadium, it is Australia and Sri Lanka, and the Aussies are keen to bounce back after the disappointing opening performance. Mitch Marsh has been kind enough to give us some time on breakfast this morning. Mitch, first question, as I th- welcome you to the show, um, how quickly do you think the boys can bounce back and how quickly did they move on from the other night against New Zealand? Gosh, yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Um, yeah, it was obviously a, a disappointing start to the World Cup um, with such a big build-up for us. Uh, we, we were very hopeful to, to go out there and put on a show, but um, I think the nature of this tournament, we um, yeah, we play tonight um, against Sri Lanka. It's really important that we bounce back, and um, yeah, every game sort of um, do or die now. So, um, yeah, it's actually really exciting and a great opportunity. It is, and it's sort of backs against the wall stuff, which uh, I think you thrive on, and I'm sure the rest of the team does. But if you were to take one negative out of the performance the other night and one positive, what would they be for our Australian cricket audience? So what's the one negative out of the game and what's the positive that we can look forward to building on tonight against Sri Lanka? Um, I think well, we obviously got jumped in the first few overs of the power play, which really set us on the back foot. Um, and I think it, it just goes to show in international cricket and certainly in World Cups, um, once, once a team wrestles momentum off you, it's really hard to get it back in that um, really small margin. So um, that, that's definitely an area that we need to, to focus on for, for this game. Um, I mean, really, there wasn't really a whole lot of positives. Um, uh yeah, it was, a, it was a tough night for us. But um, as I said, it's really important that we bounce back against Sri Lanka. When you get on a plane, what's the mood like? I mean, how quickly does a professional sporting team and one of the best in the world, you are the defending champions, what is the mood like? And how quickly do you crack your first smile or say something or try and break the cycle of that was disappointing we can all walk around with our heads bowed and our shoulders slumped? But where is that icebreaker in regards to the mood to prepare for the next game? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think the probably the best thing about this team that we've got right now um, is our self-belief. Um, you know, you look back to the last World Cup, we lost to England. Um, everyone certainly wrote us off. Um, we haven't been written off yet, but um, we, we've got great self-belief that our best um, is, is the best in the world. So um, it's making sure that we turn up um, with that attitude Um yeah, tonight against Sri Lanka and, and make sure we, we get off to a good start and and, um, and get back on, on track. Very much so. You've got a lot of leaders in your team, don't you? You've got your, your, you've got your, your, your test captain. You've got Aaron Finch. Uh, you've, you've done leadership in yourself. Glenn Maxwell is a, is a leader. Steve Smith, we know his background. Matthew Wade, Dave Warner. There's a lot of leaders inside that group. Is it for Aaron Finch to carry the leadership group or has he got enormous support from inside the, the playing 11 and the playing squad? Because I would suspect he needs support. Who's giving him that support? Yeah, look, I think he gets that support from everyone. Um, he's always been a fantastic leader for our group for a long period of time. But as you said, we've got so many great leaders and a lot of guys that um, you know are leaders within their states and, and certainly this country now. So... Um, yeah, he leans on everyone. I think that's one of the, the his strengths as a leader is is leaning on it, on everyone else. It's certainly something that I've learned is that you don't have to tackle everything by yourself. Um, and you know we are we are a squad. We we um, 
we live and breathe it together and, and we all we're all in this ride together so he's got plenty of support what about Sri Lanka mate they uh, there were some shaky moments for them to advance to the big 12 but they they got there and they've they made short work of Ireland which doesn't come as a great shock they've got a, a lot of support in Western Australia they're going to be making a noise here tonight uh, how much of the Sri Lanka Ireland game did you look at and uh, what are the dangers out of that uh, yeah, look, they're they're a very dangerous side. Um, they've got some great, some really good players. Um, they've got a couple of really good spinners. Um, hopefully, the wicket doesn't spin as much as it did when we played them in Sri Lanka during the year. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, they're a very dangerous side, and we know that we've got to um, we've got to rock up and, and make sure we're on from ball one. And what about your own format? Probably you, alongside a number of your teammates, didn't have the the greatest of build ups, or whether injury or whatever it may may be. You got a small taste of it over there at the SCG out in the middle. You're only out there for a short time. It's a bit of a cliche, but how did you hit them? Did you feel like you were okay, albeit you're only out there for a short moment? Um, no, I felt I felt really good. Um, probably more so mentally, just getting into the game and um, a big occasion. Um, sometimes they can get away from you, but um, all my my mental stuff and my mental cues and routines felt really good out in the middle. Um, I got a couple out of the middle, which was nice. Mm. Um, certainly didn't execute the ball that I got out on, but I'm feeling really good and, and feeling really confident um, getting back out on Perth Stadium somewhere that I love playing and what I think is the best T20 we get in the world. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, it was enormous the other night. Gee, the outfield is incredibly quick. I know we had a couple of uh, moments of rain, which might soften things up a little bit, but it was incredibly yeah. firm. Uh, may I ask you in regards to bowling? You didn't get a bowl the other night, and uh, you know New Zealand certainly did pile on some runs. Are your expectations, are you ready? Ready to bowl? Yeah, I'm uh, officially ready to bowl um, this game. So um, hopefully I'll um, get a crack at it. I think when I'm bowling, it just gives us a lot more flexibility. Um, you know, we can get four overs out of myself, Stoin and Maxi. So whoever's night it is um, can, can have a crack. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to being available to bowl for, for our team. You, you are the big focus of, of WA cricket fans. We know that. Every time you're a marsh name, uh, the focus is on you. You thrive on that, though. You've, uh, you've played beautifully for the Scorchers. You've played beautifully for Australia. And as you talk about, Perth Stadium is a ground that you love and you seem to play well, the wide expanses. It's a very big playing surface. Um, do you like that expectation that WA has their eyes on you? Oh, yeah, absolutely love it. Um, I, I don't really feel it as expectation. Um, I just, I know that, um, you know, West Australians love watching West Australians play, especially when we're playing for Australia. Um, I love hearing the roar when I walk out to Bratton. Um, it's, uh, it certainly gets the juices flowing. So anytime you get a chance to represent your country um, in a World Cup game, um, I've got, I'll have my whole family here and a lot of my friends and then obviously the, the West Australian community here supporting us all. So it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. It is. Now, just a couple more. Uh, is it true that Adam Zampa, well, I know Adam Zampa has spoken post-game. Apparently you made a gag in the, in the rooms in regards to, ah, oh, right, this is where we wanted to be, backs against the wall. Is that true? Did that get attributed to you in the, in the change rooms in Sydney? Look, I, I, I don't remember saying that, um, but uh, I'm happy to take it. I'm, I'm happy to take it on behalf of Zamps. Um, <laughs> I, I may have said it. I, I can't really remember, but um, yeah, I'm happy to happy to take that one. Um, it's always good in those situations. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's a game of cricket. It's not life or death. Um, mm. And obviously, we're desperate to win and, and we want to do well. Um, but sometimes a little joke in those situations can just lighten the mood. And um, to be honest, the mood in the change room after the game, whilst we were all very disappointed, was actually really good. Um, we know that, as I said, we know that our best is 
up there with the best in the world. So um, it's about turning around as quickly as I can. Last through, uh, last few for you. Uh, you talk about uh, life or death. Uh, I don't know if you took in much of what happened at the MCG on Sunday night. Uh, we had a bit of time for it to settle. What an amazing game of cricket, described as the best white ball game of all time, the best innings by Virat Kohli, one of the best run chases, one of the best atmospheres. You've played around the world. You've played in India. Uh, it's probably permeating through the TV set and the radio for you. What did you make of it? Yeah, I just said in my press conference um, earlier yesterday, I said um, we should stop the World Cup there. That's it. <laughs> stop the World Cup. It's not going to get any better than that. Um, yeah, I, I think any time you India and Pakistan play in any format of the game, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, and to watch yeah, Virat Kohli do his thing yesterday was truly incredible. So, um Hopefully there's a few more games like that and hopefully um, we can be involved in one at the MCG against England. Yeah, looking forward to that. Hey, last one. I know you're in the zone for this World Cup and we're looking forward to seeing you out there tonight at Perth Stadium. Um, have you kept an eye on what's happening at North Melbourne? Uh, I don't want to dig into the deep, dark depths yeah. of uh, controversy, but boy, oh boy, if you get Clarkson and he gets to the start line and you've lost Jason Horn francis and you've got blokes going left, right and centre, is there any hope for the Kangaroos, Mitchell? <laughs> Well, I think the months before um, all the drama happened, um, that was enough for me. I had so much, uh, I had a lot of joy. I thought we'd, I'd already booked my flight to next September. Um, so I might have to put on a hold on those again. But um, yeah, I'm uh, all about North Melbourne and hopefully everything can get sorted and uh, we get back on track. And racehorse ownership, how's that going with the Miller clan? Yes, not too bad. Um, yeah, it's a Ray Day. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's racing again in a couple of weeks. So. Um, to be honest, mate, I've got absolutely no idea about horse racing. I'm just there for the ride. But, um, <laughs> just give your money. It's, uh, it's all good fun. Good on you. Hey, appreciate your time. I know it's a huge day for you, a huge night. We're only just getting scratching the surface of the World T20. You're a superstar, mate. Let's hope you're out there tonight doing your thing, and we appreciate you coming on the radio today. Thanks, Josh. Cheers, mate. There's Mitch Marsh joining us from the Australian team tonight, and you can hear all the action on SEN Cricket and all the SEN platforms. It is massive. Australia, can they come back and bounce back after that disappointing performance against New Zealand? Great to have Mitch Marsh on the show. This is Scott Ingalls. At 6.30 tonight, you can listen to SEN Cricket right here. In fact, there's a a game prior to that as well. SEN Cricket, and go onto the SEN Fanatic app or any of the SEN platform. But have a listen to tonight's game, Australian-Sri Lanka. I'll be joined by Brad Hogan. Otherwise, KO has every match of the World Cup ad break free in play. Watch it exclusive to Fox Cricket, available on KO. Thanks to the team at Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialists, of course. Save your thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. What did you learn today from Corey Homicide-Williams? Um, that he's still a tool and hates the Wildcats. What did you... That's not true. And what did you... He's not a tool. He's a ripping fella. And what did you learn from Mitch Marsh? That um, you really like him and he wants to bowl tonight. And what did you learn from Justin Kaczynski? Uh, That he's just a great man and he's not with Lauren Jackson. Thanks for your time today, Special K and Lois Lane.